Soundbites Radio is your source for candid discussion aimed to create a world that's inclusive, spiritually connected, living in love, peace, joy, harmony, and abundance now. Content ranges from social justice to racial equity, religion, arts, culture, and more. People, Instant blessings. Yeah, sound bites Peace international radio. We're looking over here at the camera. Uh, <laughs> Black consciousness is the claim. One world is one the world aim. is the aim all day, every day. Um, 
uh, expand the conversations to support our human condition and hope in, in, in an effort to transform the world around us um, to have a better conversation around equity, love, justice, uh, respect, peace, all those pieces. Cohabitating in our earth space. Absolutely, I'll show you. The concept of neighborly and what it means to interact with other human beings who are also experiencing this uh, intense life experience on the varying levels and degrees. Absolutely. So um, join the conversation. We're live uh, here on Facebook. Um, also recording the podcast as well, uh, which will be available soon on uh, the streaming platforms like iTunes and all those good things. So um, we're here live and direct. Uh, there's quite a few things that's been going on, so we, you know, we want to get into that. First off, of course, we want to say Happy Father's Day. Um, to all the fathers, leaders of communities, leaders of families, um, the uncles, the the babas, the, the even the ancestors Ashe. that have yes. um, you know paved the way for leadership and, and what that means to be a man, a, a patriarch, a warrior, or, you know, so all you know, every embodiment of everything, um, what it means to, to father, you know, and, and movements and people. Um, so we, we uplift those today, those fathers today and every day, um, and fathers across the world, right? Because you know, with, with, you know, with this, this, you know, it, there's no real parenting without that that kind of that cohabitation of the father and you know that energy and like what that brings to the space for for the growth of the youth. So uh, we uplifting the fathers today, one love. Um, but we're talking about a lot of other stuff that's been taking place. So join the conversation. Um, Samas International, we're on Facebook. Uh, you can join the chat, tell us what you want to hear. Um, let us know, you know, if you're feeling the you know, topic and, and, and talk to us. So we're here. Um, so we're going to get into a few things. Ah, yes. One of which, you want to jump into that crazy ass topic right now? or? <laughs> I mean, we well, just... today's topic is how do we as a community... Right. Respond to domestic terrorism. Peace, Sister Damaris, joining yes. join in the chat. Peace and blessings. You, Thank always. you. Um, yeah. So, how we respond to domestic terrorism has been a lot going on. We've been seeing, like, you know, police brutality has been a co- conversation for some time now. Um, in this whole battle of like Black Lives Matter, and then you got All Lives Matter, and then Blue Lives Matter, and then all these lives yes. mattering, and actual conversation around equity and injustice is actually not taking place. Because everyone's right. so distracted, trying to figure out whose lives are mattering first, um, without looking at the real the reality of it, is the injustices that um, black people, by and large, as well as people of color, are facing across the U.S. Um, and in this, across in this the land world. Of, in this, across the world, in this land of the free and home and brave. Um, yeah, so, I mean, in particular, we we ran across this, this, this footage of... Um, <laughs> If you need any more example of just how heartbreakingly ridiculous um, the white supremacist oppressive system has, uh, you know, made, you know, our, our, the police, you know, law enforcement and, and, and peace officers and all, we, all this, this, these so-called um, systemic tiers of structure, mm-hmm. um, it, it, I, I wonder if it can get more ridiculous than, than the video that's been recently shared. And I'll put the link into the chat for people that haven't seen this video yeah. of the um, the uh, maniacal, because we can just say that, right? It's a maniacal um, officer in Phoenix who felt it necessary to, to threaten the life of a black family who was leaving a dollar store 
um, because their four-year-old child barely walked out with a doll, a Barbie doll or right. whatever doll, cost a dollar. Walked out of the store with the doll, um, and he found, and this officer, he was joined by another officer, he yes. sounded like another officer in the video. Um, some gentlemen were filming the video because that's just the nature of what we got going on in you know society today. Yeah. Um, and the officer is uh, maniacally just coming to this family, you know, telling, yelling, and telling them to put their hands on their head and the back. It was up very aggressive. It, it was, was very, very, very insanely aggressive. Guns drawn very tyrannical. from the top. Very tyrannical. Guns drawn from the top. Um, yeah. Stopping this woman who's holding up her baby. A as toddler. Well, a toddler. Um, stopping over the gun there talking about he was shooter shooter in the face uh, will kill yes. you do you want to die today you want to I'll kill you I'll kill you right here yes um, put your put your hands up or you know all this stuff that's just completely um, nonsensical when you want to talk about discussing the idea of a, of a toddler um, walking out of a store with a toy and if anybody who I'm sure who has kids understands especially if you have multiple children right you know kids are gonna pick up stuff. Right, especially if you're in a store or something they like, they're gonna touch it because they're they haven't reached that level yet of like you know knowing discernment, discernment of right and wrong of you know what you know that's the part of their their life's walk. They didn't get there yet; they're still learning some other things. So you know, and this is what I imagine the scenario is, right? Not that this this four year old is possibly pursuing a life of crime, but rather they right. saw a toy and they just picked it up. And, and well, children are, are stimulated by. Um by their senses. Right. So they like the doll. Oh, I picked up the doll. Um, and we try to learn, teach our children very young. Okay, so you need to ask for that. That's how that works. And it may or may not happen, right? Yeah. But the trauma that occurs by this family and these children, these babies, and she's also pregnant. Right. Um, and then the whole, you know, uh, what do what they call it? The um, be compliant. Don't yeah. uh, don't don't fight back. He was having more of a conversation with this young lady, uh, an interaction with her, and she needed to be loud in order to have herself be heard. Right. Yet, and then it, it, the looming conversation of they thought that she was grabbing a gun. A pregnant mother with a toddler was reaching for a gun How? to have a shootout Please with police. Me. I'm saying, houseway. How? This I mean, like, like, please tell me. At, at what at, at what point, and this is the thing, and, and this is why, you know, we look at this whole conversation of white supremacy, but what is white supremacy really at this mm. point? Because we got a lot of things happening with this man-on-man combat, and the conversation is today, if you're just joining us, thank you for coming in, thank you for joining is us. how do we... Please share the video if you're joining <laughs> us as well and join and, the conversation. And please join the conversation with your comments. We want to make it interactive. But how are we um, <coughs> standing inside of a conversation of how do we respond to domestic terrorism? Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. And we need to really call it what it is. It's domestic terrorism. Right. And America's, the, the fact that the government has yet to interject and make this a conversation sends a message. And the instability of random black people that are doing just regular stuff being harassed by not thugs, but by sworn peace officers, peace officers that were fingerprinted, tried. supposedly trained to some degree, Went varying degrees, 
went through some sort of process in order to have this job. And it's very interesting, though, because even when I see, you know, officers who are brown skin, there's a there's a type, a type of officer. They look for a specific type. There's a psychosocial when they find these officers. And I did some, we talked about this some time before. Who are the police? Mm. Police, because the top 10% or 1% are not going to be cops. Those are not people who are going to, quote unquote, put their lives on the line for um, creating civil safety, right? So who are actually police officers? Who are the types of people that become cops? Regular, everyday, non-descript, John and Jane Q public. Mm -hmm. Regular people. Usually, people who are, you know, looking for some sort of recognition of authority. Maybe they didn't get picked on the football team, or maybe they weren't the strongest personality in the room. Or maybe they were just always an asshole. Maybe they were always the one who was just always arrogant, but not that smart. Not smart enough to become an engineer, but... You know, or get a football scholarship, but yet would become a cop and have a gun. Want to make it a, a life of police work and law enforcement. What kind of laws are you enforcing when you draw guns down on people, innocent people? What, yeah. what type of law are you actually withholding, upholding with that? Right. What, what's your legal standing? What is your rationale and logic that would cause you to draw down guns on a pregnant mother carrying a toddler in her hand under a report of a four-year-old stealing a dollar doll from the dollar store. That all of this tr- all of this interaction was necessary in order to contain this situation. I'm here to tell you, a grandmother with a stick could have contained that situation. You didn't Facts. need no cop Facts. with no pepper spray. You didn't need a security guard with a vest on. A, a, a 80-year-old woman with a walking stick could have contained that situation. Exactly. So that leads me to believe that, yeah, it's domestic terrorism. We're going to need to call it what it is. And we're also, and that's because the government refuses to intervene on our behalf, which just won't be the first time that America has refused to intervene on the behalf of Africans on this continent. Mm, Um, Under under the guise of tyranny. Right. Um, So have we actually progressed? Where did we actually get to? And let's look at the mechanism of what is actually occurring in our space. What is occurring in terms of what is the dynamic, the social climate being created by creating this hostility between law enforcement and black Americans specifically? Because these attacks are happening to black Americans. Black American specifically, this is happening to them. And Latinos here and there. You know, all lives matter, right? But specifically, who are they targeting? Who is the demographic that continues to fall at the end of the barrel of a gun? Black Americans specifically. And there's a reason for that. Mm. Let's unpack that. Why do we think that black Americans specifically are being shot and they're creating this climate between law enforcement and black Americans here in America? Right. And it's it's almost it's like it's just as the the trauma that Black Americans have gone through, whether they've already been here or they've, they've captured it and, and taken here, just as that epigenetic trauma has taken place, so has this epigenetic like this this whatever this is this fear the survival mode of 
of the European and colonizing settlers and, and now into this 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 new age realm of it's just like innate racism or innate, innate this idea of like well, white privilege or just you know, all these these pieces that has those that are acting in this space right of of still of impressive mind even when they don't think they are they are because it's now it's become part of genetic code mm-hmm. um you know genetic code to to um what is it what, what's the word um destabilize um mm-hmm. and, and and deconstruct the power of others by any means just to avoid being taken over mm-hmm. right it's very but much taken over right yeah but taken over who's taking over anything and what is what is <laughs> that's it? the conversation like like like, like there is i want to know where this psychosis like, is arriving from right right and black americans on so many levels while I'm a black American, would love to say that, hey, we're going to walk out there and get reparations and take over the world. But guess what? We don't really have the infrastructure for that. We really mm-hmm. couldn't take over the world. Mm-hmm. And because of the dynamic impact, even if white supremacy stopped affecting black Americans, it would still impact the rest of the world. Even if black Americans healed from their psycho... Um, uh, they're, they're the trauma that's uh, psychologically impacting us, emotionally impacting us, that we somehow healed as a collective of people. The white supremacist consciousness has also infiltrated every other, other man from yeah. everywhere else mm-hmm. around the world. Because you're talking about like you know lighter skin um, beauty standards. That's across. everywhere. That's like going. That's everywhere. That's in that's in the Caribbean. That's in Asia. That's in like a lot of different places. You know, that's in that's in that's in uh, or India and like all these different all across across the global landscape. There ha- there hasn't been a place that hasn't been touched per se. I mean, other than like you know Ethiopia and like things like that, but like that yes. hasn't been touched by this I uh, this this um these these ultimately European standards and and what the white suprem- the white supremacist um, energy and and destabilization has settled in. So it's like like you said, even if even if we just even if somehow we found some symptoms of healing within this this country here, and it's like all right, we're all good. There's still a whole other world uh, and, and, and six other continents that they need to like get on on track, right? And like and and to even it'd be a, a joy to see that in our, at least here in our lifetime mm-hmm. because let's say the reparations, right? We got we still gotta look at how we're u- utilizing our black dollars. How, because even now, like, if you got that, we're not even in a conversation around knowing how we can probably support each other, yeah, economically and like in, in and what have you. Mm-hmm. Brooke says corruption within the legal system and systemic racism combined needs to be challenged in order to begin challenging white supremacist police officers. Thank you, Curtis. Sure. I see you coming in. Ashe, yes, this is true. But check this out. We can challenge white supremacy, but at the end of the day, what is white supremacy? I talk to you guys all the time about a book called The United Compensatory Code System. The United Compensatory Code System. It. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so you can get a really good look at, look at that, that book. Yeah, HD baby somewhere. In HD. <laughs> We're working on it. Okay, so you can get a get look that at that book. Yeah, that's that. nearly full. And I always tell you, when you look at text, always understand that there's always small line. Um, room for error and some some of it is a little bit of a perception because I, I agree with this book from so many perspectives but then there, I can challenge some things to a small degree based on the way that it was presented but the book is also um, from 1971 mm. right so there's been developments over the past 30 40 uh, nearly little little over 40 years 
later, right? But yeah. let's think about how, what is white supremacy? And if you don't understand white supremacy and how it works, then everything else you think you know will confuse you. Mm-hmm. That's based on the narrative from this book. Right. Now, white supremacy, we look at white supremacy, oh, white people. No, 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 we're not talking about man-on-man social context. Right. We're not talking about man-on-man social context. Cops on American people is man-on-man context. But the problem is once he represents the government, it no longer is Mm man-on-man. This is why when I say it's domestic terrorism, it's domestic terrorism because he represents the government. And the government is not correcting itself when it finds that this system, a part of itself, is not functioning properly. Because police officers should not be drawing down guns on black Americans Pregnant women, unarmed men. Recently, this week, a black man got shot in handcuffs on his knees. Mm -hmm. Execution style. And I think that was in Texas. And they went bananas down there. Bananas. See, that shouldn't be happening. So that's what makes it domestic terrorism. Now, white supremacy as a system Mm -hmm. is a system of designating one group less based on another group's desire to be the best or the ruling class irrelevant whether whether it's true or not because they have the capacity to be able to say we're the best we own everything we're taking your stuff we're moving you out move over there go over there and you are now the designated sufferer Mm -hmm. okay and now that we've deemed you with power now and by force because the military is the force arm the police is the local force arm social local local force arm that controls white supremacy shows up in a few mechanisms. How is white supremacy perpetuating itself in our system? Through our education, Mm -hmm. through economics, Mm -hmm. through entertainment, Mm -hmm. through labor, through the law, through politics, through war, through religion, and through sex. Mm. Okay? And what is the job of white supremacy? According to Neely Fuller, it is to establish itself, which is a system of supremacy over everybody else, maintain itself, expand its reach, and refine itself consistently. This is why when we talk about the matrix and how deep the rabbit hole goes, we never really pinpoint where the next move is going to happen at because we're not actually understanding white supremacy from its full landscape. Its function is to establish itself, maintain itself, expand itself, and consistently refine itself through nine mechanisms, through sex, religion, war, politics, law, labor, entertainment, education, and economics. So white supremacy functions within those things, and those things are your social, living, and cultural conditions. So there are pieces that now show up. Let's just give an example. Let's say we're going to talk about sex, okay? Sex. Sex is not just the act of having sex. Sex is the relationship piece. Mm. But according to the white supremacist system, they just deemed everything sex. It's not. Mm. But that's very Freudian of them. That's very Freudian of them. Freudian, right? Freud, right? Everything is sex. But sex actually represents relationships on the social context. First of all, let's keep everybody carnal. Let's keep everybody functioning from this perspective. Mm. Nothing intimate, nothing spiritual, mm. nothing soulful. Not everything is about how I feel, what I want, what makes me feel good, period. Mm. And that's every kind of relationship. Right. And the system, white supremacy, wants to keep you that way. Why? Because there will be other deficits that will arrive as a result of that. Mm. Now, what happens next? Brooks says the type 
the title in the comments when you came. Okay, so it's the United Compensatory Code System, and we'll put it down there for you. Yes, indeed. Please take a look at that. Now, we'll also look at the United Compensatory Code System's mechanisms of white supremacy and how those things are impacting your life on a social level. Look at economics. Look at economics. <laughs> Look at the prison, the school to prison pipeline. The moment prisons became federally traded, it was a wrap. Because now we need to find a mechanism to ensure that we keep this machine moving. And along with white supremacy, the designated sufferer was black Americans. There's now listen, we talk about the African diaspora across the globe. But white supremacy is strength where it became established, where it became maintenance, and it begins to expand and consistently refines itself here in America. This American experiment of how these mechanisms work and how they are maintained and they continue to create residuals. Now, the prison to school, the school to prison pipeline is where they decided to create a mechanism during the, through the educational window and utilizing our men and children to pad the prison system. Why? Because if your system is federally traded and you're trading based on bodies, which is not foreign to this American experience, every indicator of the future is generally, what is it? Um, uh, the greatest indicator of the future is the past. So being that this country was based on trading on bodies, resulting back to trading on bodies wouldn't be a foreign concept. It would simply be rebranding an old business model, mm -hmm. the new Jim Crow. Mm -hmm. Right? So we have private prisons that recently was an article in the paper stating that it was going to sue the government because they need to keep the prisons full. I want to share a little article. Peace out to our sister Dominique who shared this earlier today. Matter of fact, let me send her a quick holler at you girl real quick. Um, she actually shared this article earlier today. And I wanted her to know that we used this article that she shared on her page. And it talks about how there were 260,000 youth referred to the legal system through the educational system. 260,000 from the year 2011 to 2012 referred to the prison system. 92,000 of that 260,000 were arrested on school property and sent into the prison system. And let's talk about how meager and minor the freaking um, the charges are. They have 11 to 14-year-olds getting sent to prison and, create, and getting felony charges. There's a little kid called Kaylee Moore Robinson in Virginia, 11 years old little boy with autism. Walked out of a classroom and slammed the door and then was charged with criminal disorderly conduct. Federal, 11 years old. But this is what's happening to our children. This is what's happening to black Americans being designated, the designated sufferer. And let's talk about economics. Everyone always talks about why the celebrities won't give their money. Why won't the celebrities give their money? Oh, celebrities won't give their money. They can give their money, but what can they do with it? First of all, right. these celebrities aren't liquid. Right. They don't have millions of dollars in their back pockets. They don't. And they have business managers 
who are a part of the matrix that are watching their money for them. Okay, financial managers that may not have an African's best interest at heart, nope. right? So it's always interesting how these multi-billionaire, millionaire-type folks can go build schools, which is great to build schools and pipelines and deliver water and all that wonderful stuff, which is great, because we can also talk about a global concept of white supremacy where a continent that had rich resources, that you extract their resources, yet they don't have clean water. Ah, oh, that's a little, hmm, things that make you go home, but that's another conversation. So... We know these celebrities can't really restructure the educational system. The educational system has a budget of something like $12 billion nationally. We have enough celebrities to take over the public school system. And even though we can take over the public school system because you know who's in that public school system? Our kids. So there are celebrities that could come together, 10 or 15 of them as a collective, and take over the public school system the same way privatize, they privatize prisons, right? I'm a billionaire, I'm a billionaire, I'm gonna get my homie billionaires and all of us billionaires, we're gonna sit around a table, we're gonna create a collective, uh, co uh, uh, co co what do they call it? Not a collective, a conglomerate, and we're gonna create a company and we're gonna go and take over the public school systems, all of the public school systems, we're gonna own all the schools in Brooklyn. Right, and then do what with it? Every community with a medium income under $35,000, $40,000, we're buying those school systems. And how are you shaping the, the, the people that are go, going into those school systems? Not just the students, but the teachers. What are they, and what are they sharing? What are, what are they putting forward? And how are they keeping those kids docile? And how are they keeping a, a, a subordinate mindset flowing through the system to in turn create more workers to, um, and, and, and less opportunity for challenge of a system that's actually consistently, perpetually, oppressive of those people. Mm -hmm. But creating um, piecemeal and, 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 and falsehoods, uh, symbolisms of reward, of a rewarding system or, 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 or quote-unquote uh, quote meritocracy of some sort uh, would let you think you're climbing a ladder that actually just a ladder into your more, to your further oppression. Because then, then you think about what's that, um, that, that, that whole uh, percentage about going to retirement, things like that. Like, what do you mean? Like, like the... 40, 40, 40? Yeah, right, right, the 40, Work 40, for 40 years. Work for work for forty hours. Work for forty years and retire on forty percent of your salary. Yeah, right, right, exactly. And just work for like forty hours. And you made you. Well, you know, I'm like nine years old, and now I'm finally just starting to live my life, or whatever the case may be. And and in actuality, you miss out on so many opportunities to actually bring true wealth and a change to your, to to the system that's around you. You know, because it's like now you, you're, 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 you're too out of place, too weak to care about what's happening in, in, in the system. Well, you well, can the, talk the well, what happens is what they did with that situation was that's perfect um, relationship, the sex piece, the relationships piece. So the relationship between Big Mama came out of the heroin addict and the crack era. So what they decided to do was shift the way you connect to Big Mama by making Big Mama a caricature in our social landscape, which there was a huge wave for about 10 to 15 years when every black comedian was on stage and in the silver screen caricature, making a caricature of Big Mama. Yeah, Big yeah. Mama was the only thing that was holding the family together after the crack, after the dope, after uh, police violence and shootouts and all of the infighting that was happening for turf wars, etc. that was happening in the city, mm -hmm. all across the cities. 
across the nation. It was only Big Mama that was still keeping some of these kids and they were still getting through. But what happened? They made Big Mama a joke. Okay. Then they took discipline out of the hands of the parents. I'm a strong believer in corporal punishment. Okay. However, I'm a strong believer in corporal punishment as an absolute last resort. Absolute last resort. I believe that everything and every possibility, including the maturity and the awakening of the parents, should occur first when rearing children. Right. First. But what did they do? They disabled every mechanism that you could use to support your growth and strength. So the elders in our community wouldn't even be able to connect with the youth because they created a, they, there was created a social gap in that relationship. That mechanism would be able to support our people. But guess what? A lot of our young folks, even to this very day, are not taking any information from the elders. They're like, yo, you old, you back in the day, you traditional, we ain't here for that, mind your business. You don't know what you're talking about. Not a good uh, big mama, the grandma mama today, isn't she trying to be an Instagram model? Or she trying yeah. She's trying to be in the club with her daughter and her granddaughter. And it's like, you know, it's, <laughs> that might probably not be the by and large conversation of our, of our community, but like, that's mm-hmm. that's what's put in the face of the mainstream. It's like, and in, 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 through the social media mecha- mechanism, like, when you look at these people, like, you know, 30, 40 years from now, mm-hmm. and what their, their legacy is, um, of how it influences the youth as they grow. You think about what Big Mama was to, to our legacy now and, and, this, and this potent want for us to be different. What's the legacy for the, for the, the future of Big Mama? You know, or will, will she even exist? Or will she be twerking down to her dying day? Brooke says... Like, whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah um, Brooke says that property tax is the primary fund of public schools. If the neighborhood is poor, a billionaire wouldn't financially benefit from aiding an inner-city public school. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's in, inside of, and, and I appreciate your comment, and, and my perspective around that is that's what it would mean for billionaires to buy out the public school system mm-hmm. because a social pyramid is created by strengthening your foundation. If the billionaires bought the public school systems in every community of color who had a medium income of under $40,000, 15, 20 years, 25 years is all it would take to begin to restructure your foundation because you'll be restructuring the minds and the concepts and the community around this particular attitude. It takes about 15 to 20 years to restructure the social concept of whatever it may be. Why? Because we're dealing with masses of people. And so how that happens is through mass media mm-hmm. on all of these levels, economics, education, um, uh, entertainment, labor, law, politics, war, religion, and sex. One particular thing that happened this way was the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. The relationship between our social consciousness around interacting with that concept changed drastically from the 80s to what it is today. Mm -hmm. And that was padding a whole new consciousness and restructuring everyone's relationship to this new information. Mm -hmm. And it happened layer after layer after layer after layer after layer that as you walk down the streets right now, everybody has, every major department store has rainbows in their windows. Mm -hmm. And everybody is feeling good, living good, feeling, experiencing good vibes, and that's all well and good. That same concept can be ha- could have been utilized 
to restructure the concept of how the world and the nation interacts with black Africans if it was necessary or if it was deemed something to do. Mm-hmm. If we really wanted to restructure how people interact with the African, mind you, we're nearly 400 years outside of slavery, yeah, outside of the yeah. beginning of slavery. So it took 20, 25 years to restructure how people relate to the relationship with the LGBTQ community and what was also put in place to support that legislation and enforcement, right? Education went into the schools and a curriculum was implemented in the schools at every level to support shifting a consciousness around relationship with a certain piece of information. That same concept could have been used if it was ever any objective to restructure how this nation interacts with Africans in this country. Because police officers, as John and Jane Q. Public, drawing down on a pregnant mom holding a toddler is a serious, disgusting disgrace to say this is 2019. So, yeah, Brooke, I get you. She said, um, just finished watching Posse, LOL. (laughs) Pose. Oh, sorry, Pose. But yes, I like you watched the dramatic change over the years while black LGBT folks have said what you are saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, but see, this is the thing. The way that that, all of that is marketing. All of that has to do with labor, economics, the education, entertainment, legality. All of these things were put in place in order to l- gradually restructure over 20, 25, 30 years to change the narrative and change the relationship with how people receive that information. But the issue still with with, um, with how we, how the nation, how the world relate to black people is it's still just like a love for what we put out, what we contribute, but the relationship with the actual being is still lacking in a severe way. You know, it's, it's a love that, for that, the exploitation. It's, it, exactly, it's the, it's the idea of what black a black person could be for me, versus who a black person is as a person. You know, and it's like here's the dances, here's the culture, here's yes. the clothes, here's the style, right. here's the trends, right. here's the lingo, all these things that uh, that that have biological. Here's here's the the, the, sci- the, the the scientific breakthroughs constantly coming out of like Africa and like like actual Africa Africa now right like um and and the inventions that you know that that, that slaves had to, to figure out but couldn't patent because they didn't have the power to patent right and and then like the the, the, the contribution we put throughout the years that go slept on and one of like one of the biggest movie series um the matrix just really quick the matrix with, with Sophia Stewart black woman overlooked for so long for you know the like and they robbed this totally movie. like robbed. I mean, she got she got her comeback, which is dope, great. But it, you know, it shouldn't happen in the first place, right? And it's like it's this constant co-opting and like and or or straight exploitation and extraction right. of these 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 styles, these cultures, the these pieces. The inter- yes, intellectual property of black people without actual acceptance and love and respect and and acknowledgement um, of the actual people mm-hmm. that are putting forth these these mechanisms that right. are constantly shifting and changing the world. Not even just a neighborhood, it's the world. Like Every day we, there's, there's an implementation of what the African across the diaspora here and abroad um, has contributed um, to the growth of society as we know it, as we know it today. 
and, and there's very little very little to show for it only it, and it, to be in 2000, 2019 to be 400 400 years you know how long that is 400 years out to just now solely gradually learn of the things that we have contributed to um, to what we know now potent stuff too like potent things that we use today that we've contributed to the growth of but that falls into the concept of white supremacy right white supremacy we call this white supremacy mm-hmm. I really wish there was another name for it. Um, I don't honor it as white supremacy, but I do understand it as a mechanism, and I do understand it as I would. I, mean, my, that's I, would, I would even. At this I would point, even like, exact systemic oppression. Because um, now it's like it's not even, because it's not just white folk that are upholding it. Now. But you know, it's, it's, exactly. it's made its way, it's colonized its way across these nations now to yes. where others are upholding what white supremacy, the white supremacist values. Yes. You know what I mean? There's black people. That like black people, that be you and me, or whatever color Brown, across the people, spectrum, right? That uphold white supremacist value systems. Yes. Because of this, this what disintegrated, and it's 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 the sad part of that indoctrination. But at the end of the day, it's happened, and we're here with it. And now it's across the spectrum. Any nation you go to, where the white supremacist value system is in structure of systemic oppression is upheld, right? Um, or the, the the oppression of people to keep a certain people in power whether it be by racism, discrimination, gender, all these different pieces, it's it's there. So it's, it's at this point, it's, it's like almost it's gone beyond white supremacy. It's really this level of just like overall systemic oppression that's taking place. That it's it's evolved. It has it's refined evolved. itself. It, refined itself. Yeah. it has refined itself In as a mechanism. In very parasitic nature. Um, yeah, very parasitic, very cancerous nature. Um, and they evol- even to the point where you know, parasites hang on to the host, and it usually, you know, it doesn't really, you know, the host is fine with the crustaceans like whales, etc. They just hang on. But this particular type of mechanism is really destroying everything that it touches. Mm-hmm. The value systems of other cultures that actually had good value systems, good family values, good community values, the moment this consciousness enters that space, it entirely disrupts that space. Mm-hmm. Entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, and even African people here in America, black Africans here in America, when you go someplace, you even have to look at you, check yourself before you bring that disgusting mm-hmm. consciousness yourself. wherever you go. Because it is, it is definitely disruptive. So understanding how this shows up in our life experience, it really allows us to have access to reasonable moving mechanisms to help us respond to domestic terrorism. Because what I'm not going to suggest is that black folks start gathering guns and start running the streets, you know, waving your guns, you know? And they say there was a situation where in this particular incident, there was people recording the experience. And all of these things, many of these things have been recorded. And there's a reason why they are being recorded because it's going, it's, it's a part of advertising and continuing and perpetuating this fear. And saying that if you say something, this is what's going to happen. Listen, there are nations right now fighting all over the world that would not stand for the treatment that happens to African Americans. Okay? Now, I'm here to tell you that man-on-man combat, yes, you should be able to defend yourself if a white person... Right? I'm not talking about the top echelon. I'm talking about Bo, Brother Bo, <laughs> Brother you know, 
Russell, you know, and Kyle, if they show up on the back of a truck, handle your business with them brothers. Cletus. Hell y'all, no, no, not Cletus. I, Cletus, that's Uncle Ruckus and Cletus. Uh, they okay. some clowns too. You might have to deal with your stick when you come to them because that's going to be your brother. But I'm talking about Bo and Bubba and Kyle Jimbo. From, and Jimbo. If they show up on the back of a truck talking some foolishness, then I guess you got to handle your business with them. But on a grander macro scheme of things, we as a collective of people, we must think strategic and before we get out there and just start clowning. Because they're pushing this button for a reason. There's something that's happening. And we didn't and I saw something recently too about uh, Dr. Umar was talking about the influx in migration and that there is uh, a mechanism being used around maintaining disconnect between other minority groups and Africans and black Americans. Because there was a time when that also wasn't what it is now. We also unified. But other cultures of people and other groups of people connected with black Africans or Africans here in this country because they felt like they could take, we could create community, we were the same. Soon as white supremacist system gave them a little bit of a leg up, the oppressed became the oppressor. Okay, skin folk and all. The moment they got a little bit, a little bit of a leg up above the rest of them, okay, and they got to take all the affirmative action that was supposed to su support, supposed to support, and be some sort of semblance of exchange, all right, of creating, allegedly creating equity for the black American because the black American was the one who suffered the whole slave trade and these are descendants, etc. So that's a lot of conversation that's happening in there where these nine effects of where white supremacy is continues to create offshoots, techniques and mechanisms that are working against the collective. And it's a lot of processing that has to be done. And I would not suggest folks, because let me tell you, on the shores, we didn't think that in our lifetime we would see a government put children in cages on borders. I don't know how y'all missed that, but that's really serious. That's really, really, really serious that they had small kids in cages taken from their parents in this current day and age. That's gravity. I don't think anybody should be eating no more turkey. I don't think there should be a, another Easter. I don't think there should be another holiday to commemorate anything. Because if that can happen, and if they can shoot execution style an African in handcuffs by police, that should put your eyebrows up. That should, that should really shake you up in a real real intense kind of way to have you really looking at some things. It's like free game out here because it's like even though there was a story about the other, the, um, the brother who was sleeping in his car and they shot him and staying there st like yes. still trying to find a way to justify that. And when yes. you to to be in a space um, where literally you can uh, be killed for sleeping in your own property for whatever reason, um, and and then there's a group of people that can justify that, that can find a way to justify. Right. It. You know, and look, looking back on criminal histories, finding reasons, and that's never a reason to try to kill. Like if you've never killed somebody, or what have you. That's never a reason for some to to bring up someone's history. 
oh well, you know they they did they sold drugs back when they were ten, so it was justified to kill them. Blame the victim is the consciousness. That's another one of those mechanisms used in the system. Then you got Brock Turner's out here just chilling. You got you got you got freaking Zimmerman out here just chilling. Yo, that's like the biggest like offense and slap in the face to a community of people I've ever seen in my fucking life. And that brings George us back Zimmerman around to like and that's gonna say I wish some like to wish death on someone, but the fact that like the and, and uh, to all this talk shit and this gangster shit and all this type of stuff of um, something needs to be done and we get out of here we can actually still be out here killing ourselves you know killing people in our own communities as well and nothing's happening to this guy who's literally got off scot-free for killing a young man against against police orders still free that's that was what uh seven years ago seven years this man is roam free and has milked his freedom has had multiple cases of domestic violence and other issues of, of aggression since then. That's so what are we going to do, family, in the face of domestic terrorism? Because how, do we, how do we arm ourselves? And I'm here to tell you, I'm not a space for Africans walking around here talking about don't make it heavy. I don't want to deal with the stress. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to talk about that. It's stressing me out. What are you, nuts? Don't you have kids? <laughs> What do you, what do you, what do you, are you dumb? Are you dumb? Like, what's good with you? Like, I'm not here for that. No, but seriously. I'm like, not here for I'm here for every person taking personal responsibility to do something with this information that is impactful to the body of the people. Not only themselves, mm-hmm. their families, their communities, and their children. Yeah. And you need to be having this conversation. You need to be telling your kids that this is domestic terrorism. We are in an occupation. This is crazy. If this this has happened to other people, and you know what they've done? They fled their company, countries and came here for safety, for asylum. Mm-hmm. They left their countries and went and came here for asylum because they were living in hostile territory. Mm-hmm. A black man in his car sleep getting shot by the police, I would call that hostile territory. And that and that attack on him, that attack on his, his attack on his family, is attack on you. Black woman got killed in, in an apartment America. complex couple of weeks ago, screaming that she was pregnant. They found out that she wasn't. She was in her own apartment complex where she lives and gets shot by police. This is what I would call a hostile territory. And this is not a means of fear because it really isn't anything to fear. At the end of the day, this is a mechanism and they're creating a, a vibration that they want you to react to. And they want you to, in, they want you to react in a way that is reckless and irresponsible so that they can respond in a way that's going to put you in a very tight spot. And further justify killing. Caging, killing, and incarcerating. And what did that lead to? Ultimately, like, what, genocide of a people? Again. They had no problem killing the indigenous people of this land, some of which were Africans. They had no problem killing the indigenous people, millions of people, on this soil to build highways and banks and dollar stores and gas stations. Because ultimately, that's why millions of people were were killed. Mm -hmm. So that you can have an AC unit in your house. So that you can have a big screen TV on your wall and prepare for football Sunday. That's why millions of people were killed. 
So I really want you to really think about that. Yeah. How are we as a community dealing with domestic terrorism? Right. What are we doing about it? Like, how, like it's important to have that question in the space because we need to know. We need we need to we need to sit. We need to have it be a real discussion you know, in our homes and our families. Like, how do we deal with it? And ca- and call it for what it is, which is domestic terrorism. It's like this is on our home front. So we we it's important to explore that. We're not saying we have the direct answers on this on this broadcast. <coughs> We're not saying we have direct answers right away, but the, but it's, it it behooves us to explore what those answers could be, so we can get to the next level because it's strategy, it's strategy in in in, in the face of war. You know what I mean? And it's like in, in we have a, we we it's met with a lot of nice ideas, but the action is is what needs to be fulfilled. And it's not action to say go go shoot up the place. But you know, how do you how do you responsibly protect yourself in the face of that? But and protect yourself that quite possibly could mean is it taking up arms, which is quote unquote a right. Um, allegedly. And or it's also protect yourself with the knowledge. Like what are your rights? Like how do you you know, how do you properly respond to those situations? Who do you bring with you? What spaces do you go into? You know, protect yourself um, economically. Bring like how do you, you create tighter knit communities um, with economic resources? Because when you when you utilize and rely on yourself, yourself not being an individual, yourself being the collective, meaning the village, meaning the community. If you rely on yourself, you don't have to worry about fall any opportunity of falling short of uh, what you need to survive in the face of the external support that you think that you're looking for that you think you have it's all it's keeping keeping itself contained and working on that that's that's the opportunity to protect yourself your intellectual property your emotional state your your family the village piecing it together so it, it at the very minimum is to protect it what's the, the the um the the the, def, the defense mechanism to offset the offense of what's coming to us constantly and it's not just filming. Yeah, you can film and document, but also what, how, what, what, what can we do to work in tandem with that, right? Is it call? Is it calling out badge numbers? Is it? Is, I'm not. I'm not even like. I, I'm not to say advocating like trying to jump in the middle of it and getting your ass shot too, because that don't work either. Because now you're not here. But like, you know, how do you effectively engage these situations to where it, it actually makes some real impact beyond just filming? You know what I mean? Because we we got into a culture where filming has become. It's important, but also is a lot of times got lazy, and, it's, and there's a lot of times has put us in the place of um, disconnect from personal responsibility to fellow man. And 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 if we really work towards um, making oh. tandem pieces to rectifying these issues, like I said, the filming is the calling out the cop, the cop, the, cop, the, the, the badge numbers is it. Um, you know, is it rallying people together for community response? Because then the strength in numbers and cops back down and all this type of stuff, that happens too. Whatever that gets to look like, right? But doing it responsibly for your own safety. Not responsibly for, for them per se, but responsibly for your own safety and to protect your own, protect your people. Because right now it, it is really, it is really like red alert to protect and heal and be with our people. One hundred percent. We can stop and and really take a break from these distractions and these outsides of like what it means to like work or e- even work around with other forces and things like that. Everyone else 
has their work to do too to dismantle the systemic oppression. Absolutely. Everyone else has their work to do too. Absolutely. We have we meaning the black community have a very personal direct responsibility to handle what we have within our community because we're not handling it. We're not handling it on a consistent, persistent, perpetual basis daily. It's not working. It becomes this thing for hot it's like a hot trend for the moment and then we go back to regularly scheduled programming and regularly that, that scheduled won't, lazy won't programming where we don't have to be responsible for creating outcomes don't pray for me we don't need no more prayers okay because that's also Avenge in the me. system Avengers assemble listen I'm here to tell you keep your prayers don't pray for me okay mm. you'll need them okay what I'm here for and see that's another conversation to talk about the whole white supremacist system and where it's showing up at White supremacist system also shows up within the mechanism of religion. Now, mm. first of all, religion is your personal experience. Malcolm X said, leave it at home. Because it has nothing to do with you standing next to your fellow human being, holding hands, and have two different ways to talk to your God. You can be standing next to a Muslim who speaks to God the way he speaks to God, and standing next to a Christian who speaks to God the way they speak to God. But guess what? The two of you should be protecting each other's lives. Guess what? You're still speaking to that God. That has irrelevant to how you choose to speak to God. Okay? So, and that other conversation that's occurring has absolutely nothing to do with you, but you falling victim to allowing it to be a mechanism to make you weak. Division weakens the foundation. If you look at a brick wall and I start taking bricks out of the wall from here and there and there and there, eventually it will collapse. The goal is to fortify. Fortify yourself, your community, your mind, your family. Stay with, speak with truth. Yeah. I do not encourage any African anywhere, particularly Africans in America, I don't encourage them to consumerism ever. Ever. Because the economic power of the matrix is you have supported your own, you've been complicit in your own oppression on so many levels. So this is the reason why we have to deal with this domestic terrorism issue from personal responsibility. Save your prayers, go into action. There are things you can do on a day-to-day -day basis to, to protest the system without getting outside with a picket sign, without putting a, 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 a target on your back at the job. There are things you can personally do to protest and to start to destabilize the system by stop pour, willfully pouring all of your resources into the system. Utilizing mechanisms within the system that deconstruct your consciousness, deconstruct the consciousness of your children. Stop taking in this media. And it's up to you to ask questions, and it's the, and to and to like totally eradicate fear of not knowing. As I don't know will open a lot of doors for you to be in the space of knowing everything you fucking need to do to have the, the results you do need to, to turn out. So don't like, and, and I feel like that's what happens to a lot of people get caught up in like this pride of like having to feel like you know everything you don't so like it, absolutely it, it, so like and, and that's the time to be with community i don't know these things can you help me out so i can be of, of great support i want to support i don't know how what's my first step it is okay to be in that space don't let don't let that lack uh cripple you and deter you from being with your people in a powerful way and making the change today Right, and transforming yourself into what's necessary for your people today, if you choose to. Because I very well run into people that was like they just ready, just they they're ready to they chill. They, they, look they, at, they don't want to bother. They, with, they don't want to bother with this fight. They just nah, they not here for that. Good on you, 
but I can't do it. I'm, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. Yeah, a no, seat. they all they Great concerned job. with is getting themselves a better and, and seat than Master's house. That's cool. If they step in the side, then that's cool. Like that, but that's where you're gonna be. But if if you feel like it's in you, that it's embooting you to do something, and you don't even know where to begin, then it's very imperative to be with your people to ask the necessary questions. Not even just of them of what to do, but ask the questions. Period. That need to happen. Ask the questions of of the system. Ask the questions of those that tell you why you should do X, Y, Z, and for what purpose. Ask, 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 and and that, and, and you'll it puts you in space to keep asking to where you 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 may get the answers you need or lead yourself to more questions that'll get you in the in the right direction. But ask the questions. And be patient and 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 be um, diligent. Um, and be open to what's available on, on the journey because it is a journey. You know, we very, we very well may not see this in a lifetime. But this, this being um, this goal of this, of this full-on equity of man um, healing, we, one would hope, um, but we can't stop. Regardless of what it is, regardless of what we see, regardless of what we live to see, it is up to us, those that actually passionately care about what happens for our future to to do something. Not type something, but do something. There's a mechanism in play. There is a thing to do. There is a system. How the matrix, you know, we talk about the matrix all the time, guys, because it's such a visual such a good such a visual and extended thing. metaphor that really works. Uh Morpheus said, system is based on rules. Mm. The system is based on rules. Is that air you think you're breathing in? So stop trying to hit me and hit me. <laughs> Right? Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Right? You think you're breathing in air? Do you think that, like, this is the life for you? Is that where you really are with this? Or do you not understand that the system is functioning the way that it's supposed to function? Brother Nayim just offered that. No. We are, dis- we, we, we are, we are disillusioned. Mm-hmm. We are disillusioned. We think we are participating in a system. We're not participating in a system. The system was never designed for us to participate in it. It was designed to eventually obsolete us out of it. Mm-hmm. And it has been consistently functioning this way. Opening the borders and consistently mounting. You know what? Our black American numbers has trickled down and diminished. It took about, the white folks talk about their numbers have diminished. But black people in America, their numbers have diminished. Because it is the African who is a descendant of slaves that has this very specific type of trauma. Right? Matrix said, listen, we've done this and we've become very good at it. Mm-hmm. Six times the Matrix has been restructured. It will continue to refine each time, refine each time, refine, refine the Matrix in the white room, white supremacy in the big white space with the architect that's creating the room and showing you the clickers of life. Yes, we've done this six times. We've refined this Matrix. We've refined this white supremacist system over and over and over and over again. Okay? So it's up to you to be responsible for creating different outcomes and behaving differently and accepting certain realities that may be a little bit uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. especially when you're looking at people's faces and they're smiling at you. Miss me with that. Okay? Because they're not outside screaming and howling about the black boy that got shot in the head in in police custody in handcuffs. It's a problem. Okay? So you want to be down with the cause? I need to see what it looks like in your life in action. Okay, African? And that's for everybody else on the landscape from the top to the bottom. 
every man is responsible for creating the outcomes for humanity. This is not about America. This is not about the dollars. This is about humanity. This is about the fact that we've lost our way as an entire vibration and we've, we've, we've allowed ourselves to get trapped into a lot of details that don't really matter. And these yeah. things are a disgrace to the human landscape. Dogs and animals don't behave this way. They get to the direct point. But that's the symptom that's the symptomatic part of it. It's like <laughs> that's what we're talk, talking about like we're, we're th the symptoms are thrown so much in our faces that we forget that the actual the cause and the actual parasite, the actual virus still exists. So we get through we get symptoms thrown at us constantly to attack and attack and attack and attack and attack. Right. Meanwhile the virus is still thriving. It's just find a way to distract you over here with a couple of these symptoms and just bring Recall other Monty. other destruction over here exactly. Like the the other hand is doing something different over here, they, because you're too busy dealing with these symptoms that are so that that appear to be so um, emotionally attacking and 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 and, and, and effective uh, towards you that you you must attack it versus looking at no there's actually um, the man behind the curtain that you really need to, to pay attention right. to, not not the ventriloquist dummy that's on the stage with the spotlight on it with the curtain around it. In the, and surrounded in blackness. There's actually a, a, a man and a person that's like working that, right? So, us being proactive instead of reactionary to symptoms and proactive to um, dismantling, no, not dismantling, eradicating the virus. Absolutely. Is key. It is very key. I and mean, that's what you have to stay focused on. So, that, and that means, and that takes a certain type of like, being with discernment and again patience i'm talking about because it, it means knowing that you're being faced with these symptoms knowing that it's like hold up yes okay i see what this is what's on the other side of this? what is it what is this protecting to keep me in this oppressive state because whatever it is is protecting the oppressor and keeping the oppressor in in the space to oppress so what is this thing in front of me that is what is it trying to tell me i've been kind of battling with it but there's still some stuff happening so that means this is not working. I need to focus around here. I need right. to get around this wall. I need to get under the wall. I need to do the Trojan horse of getting through this to really make the impact. And that's and, and, and that's where it is. I mean, and it's learning from different experiences, you know. Um, and, you know, you were talking about, like, I mean, even just briefly, because, you know, we're about to wrap. Um, you know, looking at what's going on in Sudan, but, like, I've been sharing about um, Sudan you know, situations been happening lately, not lately, but like just coming to a head as far as like how when you want to talk about um, the, the you know, systematic oppression, that structure, the white right. supremacist structure, and that includes like how the media perpetuates certain narratives, right? Um, and you have the Sudan uprising um, of people that are peacefully protesting um, and doing sit-ins to, because they've said we're fucking tired of an oppressive system. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, 30 years of tyranny and oppression to the people and, and this, this decline of of their um, governmental system where people power is not a thing. They're like, enough is enough. Stays the, lar the largest peaceful protest in Sudan's history and fa right now facing military backlash by the by the overarching government. And, and, and the hundreds of men and women are killed and, and women are raped and, and, and the men are raped and people are going missing and like mm -hmm. all these these things of just like this horrendous situation taking place in Sudan you know and, and, and this, just saying just now enough is enough after about 30 years of just undergoing this and it's like it's 
And you've got people that are out here that they're, they're ready to die, willing to die for something to be different. You know, and we're not seeing this. Total media blackout. Why? Because what does that look like to have these, these Im enough images in our faces to show what rebellion looks like, to show what fighting back looks like? How, of how often do we get those images? You know what I mean? Like, it's here. Because we're, we've been made to, to deal with the American system, the, the, the U.S. American system, um, as we've made it. We're good. We're, we're not like the other countries. We're, we're free. We're this, we're Allegedly. that. Allegedly. Illusion. And still under, and still under, still under these, these, these chains, no matter how they look, whether you're chained in, 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 to uh, inmate or chained while you're going to, to you know, walk to your, to your cell, to the cafeteria, or if you're chained to, like, I have to go make 40 hours a week to make pennies and have it recycle itself to pay off student loans and all this type of this perpetual thing of just depression and ultimately you, yes. you, you've, you've, you've wasted life to, li to live and reach a dream that was never meant for you to reach in the first place. It just meant to keep you occupied. While you run through your life, your time. While you run the hamster wheel that a, a power structure needs to keep people off its back so it can do what it does, which is be in power. And no one else can be in that space to be number one. All these other, all these things, like Hook those, those are symptoms. All those other pieces. Hook a crook. That's part of like, what's the problem? Systemic oppression, white supremacy, racism. All these different pieces are here. They're here. What we still been battling is down here. Maybe getting here and you know, and here, like I'm talking like in the web and the legs going up to. I'm imagining it's like a, what the a virus looks like. The whole head, like all the legs on it. We're like at the leg, maybe at the feet and the little joints of this little virus's legs. And the virus up here is still staying strong, probably growing some more legs. Oh, it's definitely refining and growing some more legs. Constantly. Family, be safe. Yeah, so. Cover your families, you know, may the ancestors bless you, keep you, and guide you. I say. Uh, just, you know. Be with your people. Be with your family. <laughs> be with your people. Your Have time. a conversation. It's time out for, for play nice. It's, it's time out for turn the other cheek. Get security minded. Mm -hmm. Start thinking about safety. Start understanding that, you know, we live in a world where, listen, you might just have to, you know, get your family and just stay, stay put for a minute. You know, look, okay. at, look, at, look at a situation where it doesn't have you consistently being exploited. Yeah. You gotta go over what your kids are learning at school. Go over their minds. Go over that information. No, we don't trust the school teacher because the school teacher was educated by the Matrix. So her output is probably maybe she has a good heart, but she's still putting out the crap for the Matrix. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It is what it is. If you are not one of us, you are one of them. And the only one, and the ones Period. that choose the challenge are the ones that they're putting out. So it's it's what we're up against. You know, you you know you are well adjusted if ain't nobody saying nothing to you. You know you one of them. Either that or you're a neutral, which 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 makes you one of them still. You're not a part of the system, you're not a part of the solutions, you're not having the conversation yeah. and you're trying to keep your your nose clean. Neutrality neutrality in, in the face of, of, of what's taking place is might you might as well just be like chilling with the oppressor in the condo. You know, so like it's 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 up to us. Stand to together, people. people. So I'm going to leave you with that. Um, keep the passion up. Keep the fire up. Keep joining us in, in these conversations. 
thank everybody who you know joined us on the chat. Shout out, you know, to to Assistant Brooke. Um, everybody Niam, that checked in. Jay, Niam, Karen. Jay, absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for Appreciate joining. Appreciate everybody in. for coming in. Um, Chanel. Chanel. Maris. Uh, thank you Maris, for everybody that checked in. All the groups, the RBG groups. Sister Kiki, thank you. Monique, thank you for checking in. You know, mm-hmm. saying hello. Um, so yeah, this is Sound Mice International Radio, um, giving you the world in, in, in the sound bites necessary for us to you know consume it, and and, and share with you, um, in hopes of a better world, in hopes of a better community for Black people, people of color, and human humans overall, because this this is what's necessary. So gotta decompress. We gotta deconstruct the bubble and unpack. So, and unpack it. So we love Peace y'all. And blessings. We love you from my heart to yep. yours. Yep. I walk the face of the earth with a boldness which makes people ask who sent you. I tell them I am. They tell me that's a cute affirmation, but it's not an answer. I reply, listen again. My affirmation is your answer. Reach the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny that. Hear the proof in the high hat. Turn the reflection, I digress. I love me more, never love less. I love me more, never love less. Turn million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Look deep inside, yeah, you be the blessing. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Anything I want, yeah, turn up. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny the power of I am. Handsome chocolate mofo, yo. Anytime I'm on GoPro. Liverpool high home growth. This is what our morale so flow. So I pitched it fast, pitched it slow. To the cows call home, bro. It didn't make sense. I was told as a child I wouldn't be shit. Revenge on my mind, started flipping the script. They fed me lies, started puking that shit. They treated me different, I embraced that shit. You know the ones that be closest to you to be the family ties. Sacred bonds, seeing plenty murder, dirty, dirty service, little cuz, cock up with a dirty burner. But better believe in me a thousand percent. Better I achieve what I was sitting here to get. And I couldn't resist. Killing these niggas with their toxinness without a pop and piss over Told myself I couldn't rock with this Hanging with goofies, couldn't get rich True blood suckers, couldn't see bliss Couldn't see shit, Chris Cold face, nigga, nigga, you dead wrong I ain't regurgitating, percolating Singing the same song I'm blessed all day long You lame all day long Having a form of godliness But denying the power thereof Fuck nigga, I am Some people might say I'm washed Well, they're absolutely right I am washed as in washed, cleansed, and purified of the nonsense they tried to attest to my context. I am resilient. I am more than a survivor. I am a thriver. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny that. Hear the proof in the hi-hat. Hey, turn the reflection, I digress. I love me more, never love less. I love me more, never love less. Turn million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Look deep inside, yeah, you be the blessing. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Anything I want, yeah, turn up. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny the power of I Surprised that I ain't lost my mind. Had to take setbacks and learn to accept facts that those I gave jetpacks that no planes don't fly. Now I'm in no space, so wasting my time. Focus my goals into shit paradigms. My get up and go to keep my folks from dying. So I'm in the road with a goal that's refined. Yeah, body with a mean vision. Reflected from every angle through a clean prism. Matter reflected in the color and gray. When I lost my mother, found peace of sign. My queen and I lean in on my brothers. Yeah, bars with
was shaping up the grand scheme. I done wrestled to the mat on my damn demons. In a matter of time, became a champion. Now my everyday marches to do the damn thing. So my aim's a pack out of the arena. Inspire the future leaders with every line of the levers. Of guards and non-believers. Do what they can't conceive us. Love what we do and leave us. Brick, they never see us. Woo! God damn, I'm feeling good, motherfucker. What they say, I'm doing what they never would. Yeah! On your life, yeah. Pay many sacrificial prices. Body, I'm done playing nice, yeah. They go to recognize who the nice is. From the north to the southeast, kicking others every lane, share about seats. I'm in line with it, man. You cannot be. Say anything I want, yeah. Turn up! Man, I ain't talking in terms of I wish, I want to, or even I will anymore. Only things I proclaim, my I do, I have, and I am. I do as my ancestors instruct. I have all I need to affect change, and I am a living magnification of God. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny that. Hear the proof in the high hat. Eternal reflection, I digress. I love me more, never love less. I love me more, never love less. Turn up, million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Look deep inside, yeah, you be the blessing. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Anything I want, yeah, turn up. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth could deny the power of I am.